Hello and welcome to Genderfuck, the sexual health and wellness podcast ran by trans people and for trans people. I'm Dan Griffiths, my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Oliver Ellis and my pronouns are also he, him. Uh, Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to ask Dan, how's it going? How are you doing? It's pretty good. I'm just trying to like chip away like I'm trying to do my PhD proposal, but trying to figure out stuff about like trans sexual health and like wellness stuff to like talk about as like a PhD project is kind of hard yeah it sounds hard very exciting though i'm glad someone's doing it (laughs) yeah but it's just like i need to talk to my supervisor about it but i feel like i'm just like casting way too big of a net and i'm like i don't Mm -hmm. have i have three years but that's not enough time to do everything that i'm thinking about doing (laughs) yeah i bet narrowing it down is actually really hard Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to figure out and especially because like funding bodies don't tend to like sexual health research they're a bit like so what about it so i have to really sell like that so what bit about it yeah for sure i mean it is really important research so hopefully hopefully they'll understand that (laughs) yeah i would like to be able to like pay rent well like my phd yeah yeah, that'd be helpful (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) um have you been up to anything um not too much been busy with work um i work for like a sexual health charity so that's really good i like my job which i feel very lucky about um but other than that um you know just living life i guess really um had a nice little board games night with some friends yesterday um my partner's like obsessed with trivial pursuit so he has like eight different versions so we do that a lot um so my trivia knowledge is really being built up i think but yeah just kind of just trying to enjoy life i guess <laughs> i'd be so awful at trivial pursuit like we had it as a like when i was a kid but we were missing most of yeah. the pieces anyway and i was also a child so i didn't know anything yeah. about anything um so i couldn't play it <laughs> The questions are actually really hard. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember seeing some of the questions. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I could not do that. A lot of the ones here are very sort of like UK based as well. And so there was like a whole card yesterday about like Blue Peter. And I was like, I have literally no reference for this whatsoever. So <laughs> I will automatically be getting this wrong. I feel like that's like the only thing I could get right. I remember <laughs> Blue Peter, but... If you ask me anything about like British history or something, I'd be like, uh <laughs> Yeah, not my strong suit either. <laughs> uh and also like when this podcast comes out, after a few hours, I will be getting my dissertation results back, which is terrifying. <laughs> oh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it's great. That's really exciting though. I know, like my supervisor was like, You'll be very happy with your grade. And I was like, Will I? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's a good sign for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, should we actually like <laughs> get into the t- the content? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so yeah, this episode we are going to be talking about sex toys, which is a very fun topic. I think. Um, I think it'll be fun to discuss. <laughs> yeah, especially because I'm kind of known as a bit of a sex toy connoisseur. <laughs> like... Oh, okay. That's fun. I think especially over like COVID and stuff, like I just like collected a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's a useful collection. Yeah, and it's also really interesting because I remember like during like the first couple like um, UK lockdowns and stuff, there were like a lot of articles being like sex toy, like sales and stuff are going up like so much Mm. just because obviously people were like away from their partners or like just like stuck at home being bored and they're like. Yeah, 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 true. It probably good for the sex toy industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's also just like great to like let people kind of like explore 
things by themselves and like these sensations and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, probably people listening to this will know what sex toys are, but if not, I mean, I think we would just define it as like any kind of object used for sexual stimulation or to like enhance any kind of sexual pleasure. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds... I don't really know how else I would describe them, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like the main thing that I want to like get across like in this podcast is just like using sex toys is like completely normal because there's a lot of quite like mm-hmm. misogynistic kind of notions around like sex toys about like sex toys being like that you're cheating on your partner or like you're inherently broken if you need sex toys to get off or something like that which just like is not true like at all yeah totally there's absolutely nothing wrong with using sex toys it i mean like we said it, it enhances sexual pleasure um just kind of can make your sex life better and also like everyone's body is different like not everyone achieves the kind of pleasure they want from i mean any other kind of sex really so like having you know a little bit of extra help can be really really useful for people and like if you're using it with a partner as well like it doesn't detract from you know your partner's genitals it just like makes the experience better i think i would say yeah same um there's a really good book called buzz by Haley lieberman i'll put that like in the show notes or something like that but i haven't finished reading it i started reading it last year and then I have awful concentration, so I yeah. didn't finish reading it. But what I read was really good and really interesting. It like went through like the history of sex toys, kind of like where these notions of like using sex toys as bad kind of a mm. thing comes from and like like little shops which kind of turn into these big like giant sex toy companies that we have now and stuff like that, which was like super interesting. Oh yeah, that sounds really cool. I saw um like I think it was an interview about that book maybe and it was talking about like how sex toys have been around for like 30,000 years like you see them on like you know sort of like paintings or on like Greek vases and like all this sort of like Mm. stuff throughout history and so like people really have just been finding different ways to get off for the past I mean for all of human history it sounds like for the most part yeah I mean that's like just so unsurprising to me it's like how people say that like sex work is like the world's like oldest profession kind of a thing like yeah absolutely people just be fucking like (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it that's just like one common thing throughout history yeah oh absolutely i heard when i was doing some research for like a sex themed pub quiz a while back um i saw that like apparently ancient greeks used like hard bread Uh, for like dildos um like men and women people of any gender were using them apparently which i mean i I don't know about the safety of that but i was just like that is a a very interesting fact that sounds painful (laughs) it does it doesn't sound great but i guess they were they were using what they could get (laughs) yeah but also like yeast infection city with that like yes oh absolutely (laughs) oh god yeah would not recommend Thankfully, I think there's some more options now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, like, speaking of getting, like, dodgy sex toys, <laughs> I think one of my, like, biggest things would be, like, don't buy, like, insertables like butt plugs or dildos or, like, insertable vibrators and stuff like that from places like eBay or, like, Amazon or Wish.com or anything like that because, like, mm. you don't know what materials they're using. Like, they could say, like, on the website, like, medical-grade silicone, but it could just be, like, some random shit mm. that's, like, toxic or like full of pores yeah. which you can't sterilize the toys that way so i recommend just like using like really trusted mm. sex toy websites like i've used love honey and summers uh adam and eve and like bondara but like obviously these are like big stores that like hold a lot of different brands within their like store so also check that like mm. 
the specific brand that you're looking at is still like got good materials and stuff like that and we'll go through different materials like in a bit yeah i would say like places like yeah those big sort of like adam and eve and like love honey and places like that um still check like what the stuff is made out of i think it's probably a bit more reliable when it's on like a website like that but like you still should be kind of checking to make sure that um whatever it's made of is like suitable for what you need and like you're able to clean it and all that stuff yeah definitely because you don't want to get any nasty infections yes absolutely (laughs) and i think also like if you can try and find like smaller like women owned or like queer owned sex toy shops which like unfortunately where i live i have lived in my life where i've been in worcester and southampton which are quite like small Mm -hmm. cities the only really options that I had were like Ann Summers, like on the high street or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to get something from like a queer owned or like women owned sex toy store, I'd have to like order it online, which is like obviously mm-hmm. fine. But... Yeah, always good to shop independent, but not always accessible, I guess. When like these, a lot of times, like the big sort of websites will have it for cheaper or like i don't know a wider range of stuff but um there is a cool um store in glasgow called luke and jack i've not actually been in but um like online it seems cool and i believe it's queer owned and stuff so um if you're in scotland maybe check that out um but yeah there's some good options but it it is hard to find definitely yeah i feel like it'd be a lot easier in places like um birmingham or like london Mm -hmm. or like other really big cities like that because i know yeah definitely there would be some queer owned ones in like the queer parts of birmingham and london mm-hmm. but i'm just like never there so yeah yeah so if any listeners have any recommendations for like cool queer owned um sex shops like let us know maybe we'll go uh <laughs> we'll do a little tour sometime <laughs> oh yeah that'd be so fun <laughs> So as we were talking about earlier, there's a lot of different materials that sex toys can be made of. And a lot of older sex toys are made from plastics called TPR or TPE or PVC plastics. And a lot of these um, contain phthalates. Um, And these are like a family of chemicals that are used to make plastic softer and more flexible. But they have been, there's like some research that links them to some health problems. But it's really difficult to get really conclusive um like conclusions from these studies though because there's like a lot of extraneous variables and stuff like that but these chemicals are in a lot of things so i think like the majority of like americans that they sampled or something like Mm. can like these chemicals were in the urine but like it's nothing to be like super concerned about but obviously like if you can avoid having them in your sex toys it wouldn't hurt to do that yeah better to be safe yeah exactly like if you can avoid getting something then you might as well do it, especially if there's like a lot better materials that you can get nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also like these materials are often also quite porous, so they're really hard to clean because bacteria gets into these pores and then you can't really like sterilize them or like clean them properly. Like even if you use like soap or like, I don't think you could boil these plastics to sterilize them, but like you can't really do any of that. So yeah. Um. So like if there's like, some kind of bacteria or like a virus or something like that that gets in the pores and like could kind of lead to bacterial infections or STIs, which is why you should not share toys made of porous materials like really at all. Mm. A lot of daily toys tend to be made of PVC. Um, so I'd kind of like avoid those toys, but you can usually kind of tell if they're made from these kind of plastics if they kind of like really smell like quote-unquote like new car or like really plasticky smelling yeah like they'll have like a really off-putting odor 
and they don't really last that long. So it's not really worth the money or mm-hmm. like the risk to your health to get like these toys, which are very often like really cheaply made. And I think these are the ones that you tend to find on like Amazon or Wish or like eBay and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the point of like porous versus non-porous toys is really important. Like anything that's non-porous is going to be a lot better at like sort of being able to clean it and like not passing on any kind of like bacterial infections or SDIs because like SDIs can be transmitted if you don't clean your sex toys and you use them with multiple partners. So um, that's definitely something to like keep an eye on when you're when you're out there shopping for sex toys. Yeah, definitely. Um, another kind of type of material is like the sort of cyber skin or Fanta flesh that you see. This is a lot of the times when it's like real feel like dildos or like masturbators and things like that. It can't really be sterilized. It's usually made of this like porous material. Um, some of the cyber skin can contain sort of the more um, potentially dangerous like chemical materials as well. So it's something to just kind of take a look at. Um, the higher quality ones are usually better. Um, but no matter what, like having a designated toy cleaner is really important. Um, like hand soaps and dish soaps can sometimes disintegrate the material. Um, and also like having a renewing powder is recommended because it can get really sort of sticky um, to the touch if you don't put powder on it. Um, you even see this with like packers and things too. Like if you don't put some kind of powder on it, it just gets kind of sticky and like you get fuzz on it and everything like that. Um, so actually like making sure to take the time to like maintain your sex toys if you have anything that's like made of kind of a cyber skin material um, is important as well. They can be quite high maintenance. Yeah, I was like really bummed when I was doing the research first because I have two real feel dildos. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, no, because I knew that like my older one was getting sticky and I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. any of this. Yeah. Which I guess is like why it's important to like educate people about Yeah, that. for sure. I was like, no, because I'm really expensive. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame when it's expensive and high maintenance. It's like, (laughs) it should just be so easy, but no, you can't have anything good. (laughs) I know. I was like, why why can't I just have like the perfect dildo that just doesn't, that just isn't annoying? (laughs) I know. Yeah. Still looking for that. Can't find it, but (laughs) maybe someday. (laughs) Um, Next is like, I think like the most popular sex toy material, which is silicone. It's really, really common. Um, and it's also like body safe, it's non-porous, so you can clean it really easily. Um, and also like if you're looking for like sex toys made of silicone, like, and if you can, uh, try and look for medical grade silicone to ensure you're getting like the best quality. Um, but silicone sex toys are often a lot more expensive than non-silicone toys. Um, but like be careful if you're looking for like a lower, like a cheaper silicone sex toy because it might be mixed with something else which could be porous so it's a bit hard to tell because they don't really like give you the rundown of like the chemicals and stuff like that on the website so i'll just kind of say like silicone and i'm like okay but with silicone sex toys you should only really use water-based lube with them because Mm -hmm. silicone or oil-based lubes may like kind of disintegrate the material over time yeah definitely Um, Another type is ABS plastic sex toys. Um, ABS plastic is just a different kind of plastic material that is used in kind of cheaper toys that do want to avoid the potentially toxic materials. Um, But it tends to be quite hard and inflexible. So um, it's usually used for things like vibrators rather than dildos because, like, again, it's quite hard. Um, But if you do have, like, a dildo made out of it, um, just, you know, use lube generously if you're using that um just kind of find ways to make it more pleasurable and if it's not enjoyable then 
try to find a different material. Um, like everyone has different kind of preferences for these. Like some people like harder dildos, some people like softer ones. So just kind of, you know, it's there to make you feel good. So, you know, I guess kind of find the one that works for you. Yeah, definitely. I think the next one is one of my favorites <laughs> personally. It's like glass um, sex toys because one, they're like really easy to clean and they're very smooth, but they're also just like really pretty. <laughs> um, but I found because I tend to have like a little bit of like testosterone related like vaginal atrophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like silic- silicone sex toys can be like a bit frictiony for me, like even if we use like a lot of lube and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but like glass sex toys like really don't give me any of that kind of like bother really. It doesn't hurt. So yeah. Uh, plus for that. And I also like they're really good for temperature play because they're made of like really, really durable glass. Like it's like the same stuff they use for like Pyrex and stuff like that. So like it's not going to shatter or anything like that because I think that's people's like main concern when it comes to like, oh God, what if it like breaks or like shatters inside of me? But it's like it's not going to. <laughs> really really strong glass mm. kind of along similar lines um there's also steel sex toys so these are also like non-porous and can be really easily cleaned and sterilized um you can like put them in boiling water which is great um and it kind of maintains the temperature better than glass um so again you can use it with sort of like temperature play um it's also compatible with like any type of lube um but it can be very expensive like all the steel sex toys i've seen online like yeah, are quite expensive. But um, again, yeah, easily clean, sterilized, not a lot of friction, I would think. So um, could be a good bet as well. Yeah, because I know like um, Kate and Bex from Dildorks, like one of my mm. favorite podcasts, like they always like rave about like the Enjoy ones. And I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. interesting. I'm like, go have a look at, like, see how expensive they are. And they were like $200-ish. And I was like, yeah. oh, I am a student. I can't afford that. <laughs> Sex toys can get so expensive. I know, like, I know it's, like, because they're made of, like, really good materials and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, I'm so poor, I can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, like, the final sex toy material we wanted to uh, touch on is wood, which is really uncommon, um, but it's non-porous and it won't cause splinters and stuff like that because, like, the finish that they put on them, like, they're really, really smooth. I think you can just clean them with, like, dish soap and, like, water and stuff like that. And they're also, I think, like, like glass dildos too, they're quite, like, pretty. So you can kind of have them as, like, a bit of a decoration, especially if they're a bit, like, inconspicuous looking. Yeah, I love that, just, like, having dildos on your shelves. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> You're really selling these glass dildos. <laughs> I know, I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never tried, but they, I mean... You're convincing me, so maybe I'll get one. <laughs> yeah, they're quite different to like flexible, like silicone ones and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they are really like hard, but I think they're pretty good. So. Yeah. On that note, um, we were going to talk about dildos. So, I mean, we've already been talking about dildos. I feel like this whole episode is going to be us talking about <laughs> dildos, but um, um, but there are lots of different types of sex toys that we'll go into. But just to start off, um, dildos come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, all different like colors. There's lots of different types of dildos. Um, you'd usually recommend to kind of start off smaller than you think and then upgrade to something bigger. Everyone, again, has personal preferences. Bigger does not necessarily mean that it's better. Um, there's you know, different textures and densities. So just kind of see which one suits you, I guess. It's nice to be able to go into a sex shop and actually like feel them and see, you know, what they're like and just kind of like 
I don't know, play around with them in your hands and just kind of like just have that fun experience. But, um, you know, you should be able to like watch reviews or read reviews online, which I think is also helpful for dildos because it is kind of hard to tell what you're going to get until like you have it right in front of you. Um, There's also like strap-ons for people with vulvas. So um, if you're using a dildo with a strap-on, it's usually good to have one that has like a flared base um, or even like a suction cup to fit inside a harness. Um, And my personal tip would be that the harness matters just as much, if not like more than the dildo um having a comfortable harness for a strap on like is huge because you don't want like chafing you don't want it sort of to be uncomfortable and when you have like a harness that actually fits you i think it makes it kind of a more seamless experience i guess i would say um and i also want to talk a bit about like trans mass people and dildos um so like if you're a trans mass person who feels any kind of dysphoria and stuff like that um you can get like really realistic looking dildos and like harnesses that just look like boxer briefs um and this can be like really affirming to some people like i think for me like there are certain times where like having that kind of realistic look um has been really helpful i know not everyone feels the same some people kind of feel a disconnect if they're even packing or like using a dildo um so it's not really for everyone but um sex toys can be kind of a gender affirming experience i think which is a really cool for a really cool thing for um trans people to just kind of play around with i guess um especially if you have dysphoria around sex yeah definitely and i know you can get like they're way more expensive but you can also get like dildos and stuff that you can use in uh harnesses and stuff that like can ejaculate or you can get ones that vibrate and like yeah for sure kind of do a bunch of other stuff so like you're also getting sensations as well so like kind of getting like a vibrator or something that will fit in the harness or something like that yeah totally there's lots of like little like add-ons and stuff like that i guess like customize your your dildo yeah. <laughs> there's lots there's endless opportunities really yeah i think the next thing i wanted to talk about because i think i have more experience with vibrators and stuff like that and i have opinions mm. yeah <laughs> so i think i'd be quite interested to hear both of our like opinions yeah totally i think one of my favorite personally especially with like bottom growth on testosterone are the clitoral suction ones that you can get um but i do think maybe if you've had like quite a lot of bottom growth it might be a bit difficult to find one that fits you properly because they're designed for mm. non-testosterone affected clits you know yeah um, <laughs> so so i know that some sex toy brands they'll carry like because you take off the little suctiony bit to like clean it off um some have like different sizes that you can use so if you can get one like that then you can kind of experiment and see what fits better yeah that's cool yeah but they can be a little bit expensive they tend to be like mm. I think I only got mine for like 30 quid because it was on sale or something like that, but they can oh, nice. range from like 30 to like 200 pounds depending on the brand, but that's kind of like normal for sex toys to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we love a deal. Yeah. Have you ever used them? Um, no, I've not. They do seem really good though. I know like I've heard lots of good things about them. I haven't really tried a lot of different types, which I think I maybe should <laughs> because there's, there's lots of cool types of vibrators. Um, should we, we can talk about the rabbit vibrators next? Yeah, I'm kind of a bit iffy about rabbit vibes, but I've only mm-hmm. used two in my lifetime. Like one mm-hmm. of them was like a really shitty like jelly one, which I regret buying um like it had like weird beads inside of it like right okay it was like supposed to be a thing to give you like internal stimulation but it was just like weird and mm. loud and also like plastic, <laughs> not great um yeah that's true and then the other one i've tried was the we vibe nova which is like one of the long distance ones which is pretty good to be fair like oh right like it had like a on the shaft bit like you could kind of like alter the angle of it like make it 
I don't know how to describe it, make it curve up more or like less, depending on yeah. the like, sensation you wanted. But I think I just have a bit of a problem with them because like they can be really annoying. Because like <laughs> they're designed to give you both like types of stimulation at the same time. But like if you're trying to like thrust, it's really hard to like maintain like it staying on your dick. You know? Yeah. So like it doesn't really do what it's supposed to do a lot of the time. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like the point is to be able to give you like internal and external simulation at the same time. But I think, yeah, for like an inanimate object, I think that's kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think also just like they can't take everyone's anatomy into account. Like, oh yeah, for sure. So it's really hard for them to kind of know what kind of like distance to put like the two things apart from each other and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's my spiel about them. Like they're okay, <laughs> but it wouldn't be the first thing that I would reach for. Yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> Um, another type of vibrator is like the wand vibrators. These are like, I feel like the kind of classic, like when you see a picture of a vibrator, I feel like it's usually like the wand. Um, they can be like quite powerful and a lot of them have like different sort of vibration settings, which is cool. Um, do you want to talk a bit about your experience? Again, I'm, I feel like I don't have as, as much as you <laughs> to bring to the table. I've not tried lots of these different types, um, but like the wand ones are quite a classic sort of example. Yeah. Um, but I've tried like both because you can get like big ones, which is kind of like the classic like wand vibrator, or you can get like mini ones. And I personally prefer the small ones because like mm -hmm. the bigger ones are they're so big that you just get like such a like yeah just, like, generalized sensation, and they're also really strong. So like you kind of lose sensation pretty quickly, and you get a bit numb, which like is something that happens with vibrators like a lot of the time. Like yeah, there's nothing like going wrong if that happens. You're just like your nerves are a bit tired <laughs> so yeah. you just have to kind of like let them like relax for a day or two and then you should regain mm -hmm. like the sensitivity like nothing's wrong with you but mm. i personally would prefer to not have that sensation and i just find mm. that like the smaller ones are a bit more targeted and it's a bit better of a sensation yeah that's good advice um Another type is like the the bullet vibe so these are like the, the really tiny little ones um that almost look like I don't know. It's like a sort of like lipstick or mascara size item, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, they're kind of a good starter vibe for people. Um, they're small and like some of them have different settings. Other ones just are like straight up. They just vibrate and that's it. Um, I think these are quite good if you like you want it to be quiet. Like if you um, I don't know if you have like uh, thin walls if you don't want your like housemates to hear you masturbating yeah. like you know i think for things like that they can be quite good but they don't really have um i guess the range that some other vibes do yeah i think like that's my problem was like i haven't used them for several years just because they didn't have the kind of range and stuff that i wanted but like i definitely agree that like, yeah a really good way to kind of start because they're not very intimidating or anything like that like yeah i feel like if your first vibe was like a gigantic wand I feel like that would be a little bit intimidating because it's really big yeah, and really for sure. strong. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, since they are so strong, like, it might be better to kind of start a bit slower and kind of see how you get on first. Yeah, definitely. And they can also, like, bullets can also be put into other sex toys. So, like, sometimes you'll get, like, um, like cock rings that have, like, a spot for a bullet vibe or, like, dildos that where you can, like, fit a little um, bullet vibrator in there to make it vibrate, which is quite cool. They're, it's quite, like, a versatile one, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and they can be a lot cheaper as well since they are just sort of, like, small and basic. Yeah, I feel like bullet vibes usually only go for, like, 
five to maybe 15 at the most. Like, they're really cheap. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going for, yeah, like, for sure. real, like, high-end. But, like, I don't really think they should be sold for that much because there's not <laughs> that much going on there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, the next one is I don't really have that much experience with these because I've never... I've only I've only really had like one sexual experience with someone who had a penis and we never used any of these mm. toys, so I don't really have any experience with these. But like you can use cock rings to kind of like stimulate blood mm. flow, which kind of like it gently traps like blood in the penis once you've like achieved an erection, which will like enhance like strength and stamina and stuff like that. And then as all of us had, like you can get ones that you can like put like a bullet vibe in or they vibrate by themselves or they could be like non vibrating ones too. Yeah. It's kind of an easy thing to get your hands on as well. Like they can be quite cheap. You can get them at pretty much any sex store. Um, so it's a good thing if you want to just kind of try something new, um, but don't want to spend a lot of money or you don't you just kind of like want to ease yourself into trying out some sex toys. Um, it can be really good for that. Yeah, definitely. There's also, um, I know like I've seen lots of stuff online about um, like trans guys using like different kinds of cock rings. So like you can get ones that are like adjustable. So it's almost like a you can slide it up and down um, and like kind of use that, um, which mm. in my experience, like is like it, again, it can be kind of like a gender affirming thing to like be using a cock ring. I think like it doesn't really <laughs> stay on in the way that it would um, for other people. But um, I, just kind of cool things to try if they're pretty cheap, like just kind of good to experiment with things. Yeah, that's cool. I never would have thought of doing that, to be honest. Like, that's completely yeah. new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like another thing that you could use are strokers or sleeves, which kind of like provide like new sensations along the shaft. They're like a kind of tube that's got like different textures and stuff like inside of them that you can Mm -hmm. kind of like thrust into um i know that you can also get like really small ones that i know a lot of like trans masculine people use Mm -hmm. they've got like bottom growth but i've never personally used one but it's a bit like what you just said yeah i've used stuff like this it's like again i think it is just different for everyone's anatomy um i think like yeah it's it's really hard to tell because it's so different from person to person like i've had good experiences with some but like it's not like i don't know not entirely life-changing, but, yeah, but I think it's still good to try things out because um, I know they work really well for some people. Yeah, definitely. Um, another kind of sex toy is like a pump. So pumping is like, it's it's like a vacuum-like device, which doesn't really sound great, but like it basically um, kind of like a cock ring or like a um, suction vibrator or yeah, like the sort of suck, any kind of suction technique. Um, it like draws blood into all the capillaries and like the erectile tissue in like a penis or a clit and it makes it kind of bigger, more engorged. Um, and it can like increase arousal and stimulation. Um, but you should make sure you're doing it safely as well. Um, if you're pumping, like there should be an easy sort of release valve to just stop the suction. Um, so if you're feeling any kind of pain or numbness or if like you bleed at all, you should stop. Um, it, there's usually like a recommended amount of time that you should keep it on. Um, but like overall, like they are fairly safe to use if you're using them, like not for extended periods of time, just to kind of like um, use a bit of suction to like increase stimulation and things like that. I think it's usually like, a few minutes mm-hmm. max per go. Yeah, I was looking it up because, like, that's what I thought. But then online, like, different places say different things. Like, some places say five minutes, some places say like thirty minutes, and like everywhere in between. So, like, I would I would usually say to start with just a minute or two, and then kind of like see how you're feeling. I probably wouldn't start by just leaving it on for ages because I don't think that would be very good for you. Yeah, definitely start slower. And then like they'll yes. think you want that, which is kind of just like general advice or anything with like sensations and stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. 
I think like something that would be quite interesting to talk about are like pervertibles, which is kind of like kink on a dime kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which are like yeah household objects that you could just like use um, to kind of give new sensations and stuff like that. But like one big caveat to that is do not DIY insertables. Like yeah, you shouldn't be like I know people always like make jokes about like using a cucumber or a carrot or something <laughs> like that, but like please don't do that. Um, because like things could be covered in bacteria or they could be really poor. So it's better just to stick to clean body safe sex toys made out of like medical grade silicone or glass or yeah. steel or any of the other like safe ones. That we could yeah, buy. for sure. Um, like one of the main ones that people use are like clothes pegs and you can get like the plastic ones that have like the little like rubber pad things at the bottom, like at the, like the little clampy bit, or you can use wooden pegs, but it just kind of depends on like how harsh of a sensation you're looking for. And those could be used on like nipples, labia, clits, cocks, like the most like sensitive fleshy areas. But like, don't put it really on like, I don't think you're supposed to put it on like your face or your neck or anything like that. Hmm. And kind of like the pump thing, it's like, don't really leave them on for a really long period of time. I think like the recommendation is like no more than like 15 to 20 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. But like this restriction and like release of blood flow is like what causes the pleasure. So like taking it off is usually the thing that people like because it's like the blood rushes back in um, right when you do release the clamp there will be like a rush of like increased sensation so it's usually like that's when people take it off and they're like just about to like climax or something like that oh that's cool i love the science behind it it's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wooden spoons are like the back of hair brushes and stuff like that like not the prickly end don't use that <laughs> but like those could be used for like impact play like Quite a lot of people that I found when I was, like, researching this said they, like, really liked the sensation of wooden spoons over, like, the paddles and stuff that they'd brought from, like, sex toys and stuff specifically because apparently they're, like, really stingy and they re- give, like, a really good sensation to people who want that Interesting. Kind of sensation. That's but, cool. Yeah, but also, like, wooden spoons, they could be porous. So make sure that if... Because I know that some people like to do impact play to the point of, like, their like breaking skin and like having blood and stuff like that which like mm. is a bit varsity level like you need to know what you're doing if you're doing that kind of a thing but if you are into that don't share that wooden spoon don't use it in food and also don't share it with other people in case because kind of like blood to blood kind of like transfusion stuff like that yeah yeah have a wooden spoon for cooking in your kitchen then having a wooden spoon in your bedroom for bedroom things don't don't put those back <laughs> yeah um next is like a really easy one it's ice so you can just use that for like some little temperature play so you could just kind of like run that over someone's body or like put it on like kind of erogenous zones like nipples Mm. or clits or something like that which kind of like gives a bit of a new sensation yeah uh there's also things that you can find just sort of around the house that can be used for things like restraint so like a belt or a necktie could be used um for impact play or for like restraining someone um a necktie can get stuck in a knot pretty easily though so like people recommend to have like a pair of flat scissors um these are usually sold on like sexto websites as well for the things like rope and tape but just kind of have a way so that you can easily get the person out of it if they need to um there's also um another thing that can be used is uh candles so candles can be used for wax play um generally don't use scented candles because they burn at a really high temperature um but soy candles don't generate generate as much heat as a paraffin candle so there's less risk of burning the skin there um some people like that sort of like the temperature plate sensation um it's a bit of pain but it's it's not too bad um and in terms of like the height the wax is dropped 
um, that actually matters as well. So if it's dropped from further away, it kind of cools as it goes down and it falls. Whereas like if you drop it really close to the skin, it can be quite hot. Um, and I mean, obviously, if you're playing around with candles, that means having a flame usually indoors. So like, be careful, you don't want a fire to happen, have something on hand to like extinguish it if you're using any anything to do with fire, um, just sort of like general indoor fire safety <laughs> rules, I guess. Yeah, like, I know most rented um like flats and houses and stuff in the uk like have those yeah like fire blankets yeah yeah that's it and then i've also seen like a really tiny little like extinguisher that's good for like all types of fires that's been advertised to me a couple times on like instagram and stuff like that which is like 10 pounds or something like that so if you're gonna play with like wax play and stuff like that like it's like a tenner you would rather like just spend a ton of them like burn your flat out. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting that that's been advertised to you. I'm like, what, what, what have your I don't know what in your search history has led them to to bring that up. I mean, good, but probably wax please. <laughs> yeah, probably. I guess it's good that they're they're thinking about your safety. You know. Yeah, literally. I don't know if it's like a thing thanks Instagram, that, but like, yeah, thanks Instagram. <laughs> um, we also want to talk about how to care for sex toys. So we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about um, the different types, but maybe go over like how to clean different materials because that's quite an important thing to do with your sex toys. So a lot of them can just be kind of cleaned with warm soapy water. So things like glass, silicone, other kind of non-porous hard plastics. Um, and then again, with cyber skin, like a sex toy cleaner kind of soap is specifically recommended to use. Um, you can boil certain ones. So like if it's like, I think it's like a medical grade silicone you can boil. Um, also like stainless steel or glass. Um, but be careful if any of these toys have like batteries or any kind of electronic bits. So you don't want to like submerge those in water unless they're like specifically marketed as like waterproof and submergible. You don't want, um, yeah, any issues with any kind of electronics in water. Um, some toys are also dishwasher safe. So like if you have a glass or a silicone toy and you have a dishwasher, then you can go ahead and put it in there. Um, but uh, again, like check the label because you don't want it to like melt or something. Um, so just just be careful and kind of read the instructions, I guess, when you're buying a sex toy, like maybe take a picture of the box or something so you know what to do. Yeah, because I tend to like throw it away and then I don't know what I'm doing. So I have to like <laughs> find the website and be like, what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good thing about like buying it from one of those websites is that you probably can go back and like trace your steps and like look at all the information that's on there rather than like if you buy it from Amazon or eBay or something and then yeah, it's not on sale anymore and you have no idea what it's even called. Um, I tend to use kind of like the Love Honey or Anne Summers sex toy cleaners um, on like everything basically. I don't really tend to use like just basic soapy water just because I want to use things that are like specifically designed for sex toys and stuff, especially because mm-hmm. I'm very anal about cleaning my sex toys <laughs> my partner will attest to this i'm just like i'm just there like nothing is going inside of me unless it's been cleaned first i'm not looking for a uti yeah. or like yeah that's very fair <laughs> and yeah so like antibacterial soaps and stuff like i like i would look into the right kind of soap to use not just like kind of find your average like dish soap or hand soap um and so like a sex toy cleaner is always a, a good bet for sure yeah i think with like anything generally like quote-unquote intimate region related it's usually like go for something that's like unscented like very mild if you're going to use like mm-hmm. a hand soap or like a dish soap or something like that because i know like in the uk you can get like fairy liquid that's like natural and it's got like mm-hmm. no scent or anything like that which yeah. you can probably use mm. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and whether you're just using a sex toy with like yourself or like one partner, or if you're using with different partners, um, make sure to clean them thoroughly between use. Um, and you can also use condoms on sex toys, which I feel like people kind of forget about. But um, if you are switching between partners with with sex toys, um, you know, like it's always okay to just put a condom on the dildo because, um, you know, might as well makes it safer um, and less likely that an STI will be passed through. Yeah, it's a really good idea because I never even really consider that as well which is a bad thing on my part <laughs> i mean to be fair if it's like i mean even if you're just using them on yourself i guess like you know it it makes it so that the bacteria i guess is on the condom rather than on the the dildo um but i think it is more useful if you are probably like switching partners um just to kind of like keep that all separate um but probably less important if you're just using it um if you like using it with a monogamous partner or something like that yeah definitely um, and then also, like, there are kind of, like, specific rules to do with, like, different lubes and stuff like that with, like, different types of sex toy materials. So, like, don't use silicone lube with silicone toys as, like, that can, like, break down the material over time. Uh, oil-based lube is not great with toys as well because um, if there's other plastics in there as well as silicone, uh, it could break that down. Um, you can't use them with, like, latex condoms, which can break down the latex. Uh, so like I think the general rule is just like water-based lube mm-hmm. is the best one to go with like I think like the only real con to water-based lube that I've ever found is just like it needs like a lot of like reapplication mm-hmm. pretty frequently like more so than the other two kinds um, so I know you can get like a hybrid one but I don't know how safe that is for sex toys I think it's just like safer to go with just water-based yeah for sure and like there are lots of different types of water-based ones as well you know like you can always kind of get sort of small samples and try out what ones work best for you but i would say overall like water-based lube um even though you do have to reapply it a bit um if you're using toys and condoms and things like it's probably better to be safe because you don't want um yeah you don't want a condom to break you don't want your expensive sex toy to wear down you know (laughs) i think overall water-based lube is the safest option (laughs) yeah definitely so we were talking earlier about like queer run sex shops. Um, there are some companies that do like trans specific sex toys. Um, so there's like the Transthetics one. There's like New York Toy was New York Toy Collective. Is that it? Um, I don't know. There's there's lots of. Um, it's hard to find them in the UK. Unfortunately, there are I think more ones that I've seen back home in the US. Um, but there are some like really cool ones. So we can maybe like link those in the description as well. Because um, it's. I don't know. It's nice to go shopping for sex toys and not see like for men, for women, and then like <laughs> nothing about trans people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've definitely seen quite a few like sex toy shops. Like I think I've noticed that like Love Honey as well. Like they'll try and put some like gender neutral language where it's not like I think they do put mm-hmm. men as well on like penises ones, but they're like men and people with penises. Oh, interesting. Kind of thing. Or like women and people with vulvas and like things like that to be like a little bit more inclusive and i know like quite a lot because like i feel like if you're running like a sex toy company you kind of have to be a little bit like liberal about this kind of a thing yeah (laughs) Um, so like pretty open-minded so like a lot of the time like sex toy companies are quite like trans and like gender diverse and like sexually like sexual diverse um accepting and stuff like that so usually they're pretty good with that thing i think yeah that's cool i see i used to be on love honey all the time i feel like i was always i was getting those student discounts i was like always on there but i haven't really in a while which is weird so i, I should 
might go back and, and have another look and see if they've uh, they've changed anything from their website. <laughs> yeah, like I think they didn't used to do it, but when I looked the other day, mm-hmm. I definitely did notice they were doing like a bit more kind of like inclusive language and stuff like that, which is pretty. Yeah, cool. that's great. So to kind of round it all off, um, everyone's body is different. Sex toys are not a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, I think our tips would generally be to start slow, um, but then there's no shame in needing a bigger or more powerful toy. It's really all about your pleasure and the pleasure of, you know, whoever you're having sex with. If you're having partnered sex with sex toys, um, they can just kind of enhance your experience. I think there's lots of great things about them and just kind of do your research, maybe listen to this podcast and make sure you're doing it safely, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I just want there to not be any kind of like stigma around using sex toys because I always see those like hot takes on Twitter all the time of people being like, if you use sex toys and you're like, I don't know, they'll just make some weird like misogynistic kind of assumption about people, mm-hmm. usually against like cis women. Or I'm just like, yeah, it's literally just like a hunk of plastic or like silicone. <laughs> like, it's really not that deep. Yeah, yeah, it's really frustrating because there's, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using sex toys. Like, I, it's so weird as well when, like, um, you usually see it with, like, cis, straight sort of couples and it's like, oh, we would never use a sex toy. And it's like, why not? Like, do you not want your sex to be better? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the issue there, you know? I know. I'm always just like, I want to shake you and just be like, it's okay. Like, yeah. You're not like morally superior or anything mm-hmm. like that because you don't use sex toys. Because I think that's yeah. the main thing of people thinking there's like, some weird moral argument to bringing like a quote-unquote robot, <laughs> a robot. bedroom or something like that when it's like it's like cool little sex robot but like doesn't make you better or worse to use sex toys or to mm-hmm. not use sex toys yeah. as well like a personal preference but like don't push those personal preferences on other people and make them feel bad about it yeah absolutely and i mean i think some people have some insecurities around it as well it's like oh if i bring a sex toy into the bedroom like does that not mean like does that mean that i'm not pleasing my partner well enough does it mean that like my body isn't enough for them but like that is not what it means at all like it's not a reflection on you or your sexual prowess like it's not really what it's about um it's like a completely different thing um and again like it's just a nice thing to to try out you know yeah because it could just bring like if someone did think that the like sex life and stuff wasn't really like up to what they wanted then it could kind of help bridge that gap and there's nothing wrong with that yeah for sure a big part of sex with a partner i guess is like like doing what you can for each other's pleasure and if that includes something that is not part of your immediate body like that doesn't mean it's not still you i guess like if you're still working with your partner to provide a pleasurable experience like just because you you want or need a sex toy to do that um yeah there's no shame in it really it's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. definitely hi everyone thanks for listening to this episode all about sex toys we hope you found it interesting and maybe it gave you some inspiration in your sex life um we'll put some links in the show notes about just kind of resources that we've used and maybe places to buy sex toys um you can find us on instagram and twitter at gender fck pod and as always thanks for listening